Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Let's hear from our sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for helping sponsor the Educational AD Podcast. If you're not a Huddle school yet, you need to sign up. Huddle has more than 180,000 teams, including the best in the world, and they use their technology uh, and video analytics to help their teams perform at their very best. Huddle has online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, and more to help your coaches do a better job of coaching their players. Go to huddle.com and find out more. Uh, Huddle is currently working with youth programs, high school, college, all the way up to the professional ranks. Uh, Millions of coaches and athletes make Huddle their home for performance analysis with over 6 million users, including your players, your parents, and the colleges and universities you're trying to get your players recruited to. Once again, go to huddle.com and find out more about how to become a Huddle school. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the parents and the players um, who participate for your school an opportunity to share the importance of an athletic experience has for them. You should go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then call them at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com for more information. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology allows them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience that you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD podcast. Go to their website at violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. We have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our gym, and it is truly a fantastic product. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. Find out what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales 
at sidelineinteractive.com. You know, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. For more information, go to hometownticketing.com. That's Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest today, Lance Loya. Lance, uh, guy, she's an author. He's a speaker, uh, his former coach. Uh, you can find more about him, and we'll hear more about it at coachloya.com. Uh, he founded the Good Teammate Factory, and uh, he's written several books, including, um, and this is really one of my favorites. I've got it right here. Uh, the Let me get it on the camera. There we go. The We <laughs> Gear, okay? Uh, how teammates uh, can shift from me to We. Really, really cool book. Lance, welcome to the podcast. Jake, thank you so much for including me in your, your project. And uh, I have, I, I'm not being, I really have been looking forward to this conversation with you. So thank you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, we touch base. Uh, gosh, I think it was back in the summer. And, um, you know, again, long story short, you know, we got you on the podcast. So no, we're, we're very glad to have you and appreciate you sharing some time with us. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio, you know, tell us where you grew up, <laughs> where you went to school, you know, maybe some early coaching gigs and, and how you got on this path of helping athletic directors and coaches, uh, you know, do a better job. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to use all the five minutes. I'll try and keep it brief here. So um, I, well, right, I live in Orlando, near Orlando, Florida right now. In fact, I live, uh, very close to Walt Disney World. I can look out my home office window here and I can see the, the nightly fireworks in the Magic Kingdom. But I'm originally from a very rural part of Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> in fact, there's, there are two uh, classic sports movies filmed in what would be the closest town to where I live. Uh, the, the football movie with Tom Cruise, All the Right Moves. Oh, great movie, great movie. And then the great, the great hockey movie, uh, slap shot with the, the great Paul Newman. So that I kind of grew up there, you know, in both of those movies, there's the, the back uh, drop to both of them is kind of the steel mills are closing down, you know, economy is not going well. What do we do now? What are we going to do now? And I guess that was kind of a, you know, a theme to a lot of my, my childhood growing up that coal mills and steel mills were struggling. Uh, so, you know, sports were a big part of life and you know like a lot of kids in the rust belt community sports were uh you know an opportunity to find identity 
to, you know, for some to find a way out, uh, to find a better spot in life. And it was certainly true for me. So uh, I gravitated towards sports and I, I lettered in five different sports in high school. Um, uh, eventually I settled upon basketball in college and uh, my collegiate playing career didn't amount to a whole lot, but eventually I found myself uh, in the coaching ranks and uh, I, I loved that lifestyle and I thought that would be, you know, my life's path. And then uh, an unexpected sequence of events kind of changed the trajectory of my life. I had a player after about 15 years of coaching and, you know, and I coached it. I think I've coached at every level at one point or time. I've coached the elementary kids. I've, I was a, a head junior high coach. I was a head high school varsity coach. And then I moved on to the collegiate ranks. I think when I was, and I did so at a very young age too. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, time will tell if that was good or bad. I think, I think when I was hired, uh, I was the second youngest head coach in the NCAA. And it was only by like a week or two. My birthday was in December and the the person ahead of me was early January, so it was very close. But, but anyhow, uh, so fast forward maybe you know 15 years or so of coaching, and I had a player win this award, and it was the All-State Good Works Award. It's basically for student athletes who use their position as a student athlete to go out in their communities and, and make a positive difference. Well, flying home from watching that young man receive the award, uh, I had a very turbulent plane flight. And it kind of scared me. And it led to me writing this silly little children's book called Be a Good Teammate. And I never intended that thing to be anything else than how daddy's last words, uh, last bit of advice to my own daughters. That's all that book was ever. And I I came home, I got my flight and I sketched out these very rudimentary drawings and I printed them off our little inkjet printer, which is what we had back then and folded them in half and sat them on the kitchen counter and you know, as those things go, my wife shows it to some of her, her dance mom friends or show it to their friends. It became a book. And, uh, you know, the book really changed things for me. And it got me to really think about how important it is to be a good teammate and what that means. And I started getting asked to come and speak at children's book festivals and at uh, elementary schools. And that's really not my forte. Uh, but I saw that opportunity uh, as an opportunity for me to grow professionally, uh, personally as well. And I kind of jumped on it. And that led to me uh, really becoming obsessed with this concept, this idea of uh, being a good teammate. And I think, you know, you look at almost every problem in our society, it really comes down to people not being good teammates, whether it's bullying or, uh, you know, broken homes or like the shenanigans that go on in in, uh, you know, in Wall Street and politics, all that comes down to people not being good teammates. So I, it became a mission for me to spread that message. And eventually I left coaching and, and now I travel and speak full time uh, to schools and at conferences and to corporate events about the art of being a good teammate. Uh, you know, you can think of me, Jake, uh, you know, you made an analogy with uh, the medical field. There's lots of physicians in the world, lots of family doctors, there's lots of specialists. But if you have a very you know, rare form of cancer, you want to go to a specialist, an oncologist who specializes in that form. And that's, that's kind of what I do. I'm a specialist and I specialize in one thing. And that's the art of being a good teammate. I help, I help people become better teammates and I help people help others become better teammates. Yeah, very, Was I under uh, five minutes? I hope. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was fantastic. 
Um, very cool. I, I love the origin stories. And uh, although um, I have not read uh, Be a Good Teammate, which I see over your shoulder there in your bookcase, um, I, I think I know a lot about it because you are very prolific in a very good way on uh, Twitter. Uh, and, you know, I've been on your website and I've looked at your resources there and just some really, really cool stuff. Uh, as I'm perusing it, I, I found myself saying many times, boy, I wish I would have had this, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, talk a little bit um, uh, about um, the, the, the book, uh, The We Gear. I was going through it uh, last night again, and it's all highlighted and, and the pages are folded and things like that. And I was trying to think, well, what can I ask him? So I'm going to throw one point at you. Don't mean to ambush you. And then maybe, you know, pick out maybe one other nugget uh, to share that you think is, is, is maybe a key nugget for a coach or an AD. And for our listeners, I'm telling you, um, this is a book you really want to add to your library. Um, I, I picked out, uh, it's fairly early, you have a section called Pleasure Versus Happiness, and you kind of talked about uh, the book, The Hacking of the American Mind. You remember those points? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, those just really jumped out at me. So maybe share very briefly that section, how it's going to help a coach or an AD, and then if there's another one uh, that you'd like to share, we'll, we'll certainly have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, let me let's backtrack just a second. So the, the book was written uh, by a coach for athletics personnel. Because, you know, listen, we have, uh, you know, we have unconventional, atypical lifestyles. And, you know, we, we are not nine to five people. So I tried to write it in a format. It was written specifically for those people. So it's like sunk chunk, chunks of knowledge or little sections. You can sit down and it's what often they call a bathroom reader. So you can read a section in a single sitting, if you will. Uh, and then you move on to the next. You might not be able to pick that book back up for days or weeks, months even. But when you pick it back up, you're not going to be lost. You're not going to have to review anything. So it's kind of written that way. And I also read it, wrote it with the idea that it was going to be a book study for teams to, to read together. And it was, I was going to broach the topics that uh, coaches wanted to talk about, but didn't really know how to get into with their teams. So I was going to give them an opportunity, like, we can talk about this now because we're all on the same page, quite literally. Um, so the, the passage you uh, referenced there uh, uh, about the difference between pleasure and happiness. And I think you, you, you know, this is a big problem for not just uh, athletes, but for society in general. When we we pursue, um, you know, our agendas, you know, what are we after? And, and a lot of time we're we're chasing pleasure. I mean, it's the you know, the next high. It's uh, whether it's a you know a drug or alcohol or cigarettes or whatever or uh, you know parties, whatever that may be. And you're always looking for that next high. Where in reality. People who chase pleasure, they can never get enough of it because it, you can, you know, you become addicted to it and just you get one high from it, it goes on. And it's not, uh, whereas happiness, you can't have too much happiness. There's no such thing as overdosing on happiness. So people pursuing those pleasure things um, instead of pursuing things that are going to give them happiness. And any number of things can, can produce that chemical reaction in our body. And there is a, there is an actual biochemical difference between 
things that give us pleasure versus things that give us happiness. So, so I, here I'll give you an example. I was speaking recently to a it was a, a, a juvenile detention center, and and we do this exercise with them, and they're talking about well, what do you want. So getting someone in that position to think five or 10 years down the road, what their life might look like is a challenge. So you start telling them, well, I want a big house. Okay, why do you want a big house? So I can throw big parties. Why do you want to throw big parties? So all my friends can come over. Why do you want your old friends? Because I like hanging out with my friends. Why? And eventually get to the point, because it makes me happy. Now, what did they really want? They wanted happiness. Now, we can get you to that same point so that your body has exactly that same sensations and any number of different paths. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And it's just, it's a, it's a, a knowledge thing that you share that idea when, when they understand, like, oh, I guess I don't have to do that. Maybe I can pursue this avenue. So I guess that's the one point. If I had to pick out another point from the book, uh, well, Jake, let me ask a question. Like, think of, of yourself and your, your professional career and your time as an AD. And not just yourself, maybe all the plethora of guests you've had on the show. What would you say is their, their biggest problem, their biggest challenge, or maybe one or two, three things? What do you, what do you think presents them the biggest challenges, complaints? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and use one of my own. Uh, but I think there's some uh, commonalities with all of us is just finding that balance between, um, you know, work and family. Um, you know, we're all in this profession, um, you know, that alpha, you know, mentality and that drive to succeed and win and help others succeed and win, you know, kids, yeah. coaches, you name it. Uh, and then going home, you know, uh, at least for me, you know, there were many times you know, I had a hard time. Uh, you know, turning the switch off. Um, so uh, just finding that balance, I think. Yeah, that's a, I would say it's a big one. Any others? Well, um, I guess from a practical standpoint, um, you know, resources, and, and maybe that's, you know, time on the job. You know, I was very fortunate as an AD at my last couple of jobs. I was a full-time AD. I wasn't teaching. I wasn't coaching. So I had all day to do my job. Uh, others that I talked to, they're, you know, the head coach in the fall, they're an assistant coach in the spring, and they're teaching four or five sections of a course, yeah. and they only have one period, and maybe not even any period to do their athletic director duty. So, uh, you know, just finding t time and resources. Yeah, I think both of your, your points there um, fall into the same category. And I bet if you, you talk to all your guests, it would, if they, they would add those two. And I, I suspect the third would be just relationship challenges and relationships. Those are dealing with difficult parents or with, dealing without with question. Yeah. coaches that are not on the same thing. You know, you got the, the football coach, it's raining outside. They want to practice inside and think the volleyball coach should give up the practice time. So they can't, you know, or just students who are, you know, well, all of those issues mm -hmm. Two you mentioned, plus they all come down to, you know, uh, selfishness. It's people are incapable of putting we ahead of me. And they just, they don't understand how their selfishness impacts others. Um, so I think what I do and where this gets a bit back into the we gear, the, the original question is we often tell people that we recognize the problem is selfishness. And even in like the first example you gave about uh, you know, the self-care not turning it off, 
I mean, you walk a fine line between, between trying to be selfless and because you're so selfless, you end up being selfish for not self-care. And that's what happens to, you know, uh, people who care so much, they burn out because of the, they, they don't take care of themselves. So you become selfish. Well, all those things, and selfishness, I'm fond of saying selfishness sinks ships, whether it's relationships, partnerships, friendships, <laughs> championships, and especially leaderships. You've got to find a way to deal with selfishness. So here's what happens. You identify, you know, the problem is selfish. You got that parent. They're only thinking about their child or that coach who's only thinking about their team. And the, or the player is not thinking about the rest of the members, but only himself. So you tell them you're being selfish. Well, they put up this defensive wall with that and they don't, they don't really grasp it. You got to be a better teammate. You tell them, but then the problem is that the leader, we don't lay out specifically what that means we don't put it in terms that they that will not only they can understand but they can uh, easily recall and i think that's what the we gear is because the we gear is a way of warding off selfishness um and i just very brief i'll explain it uh, so you, we'll steal the analogy of driving a car um can you drive a stick shift yes uh, i can yeah, you're, I, I would say you're one of the, well, I'm certain you're one of the exceptions. Most people can't. So, you know, it's, it's a lost art in many ways, but, you know, but those who can understand, right? So you're going up a steep hill, you need more power, you shift into a lower gear, you're on a highway, you need more speed, shift to higher. Before you shift gears, you gotta, you've got to depress, engage the clutch. And this is known as a clutch moment. Well, as humans, we have clutch moments in our lives. It's those, those junctures where we got to make a quick decision about which way we're going to proceed. Most people, when they reach those clutch moments, go into the me gear. They choose what's best for me. And me becomes the, the center, the basis for all their decisions. Whereas good teammates come to those clutch moments, shift into the we gear. They base their decisions based on the answer to one question, what's best for the team? And when you ingrain that mentality, uh, when you emphasize it, uh, recognize it and reward it, you increase the likelihood of it being repeated. So that is what the we gear is meant to do. Uh, very cool stuff. And again, whether you're a coach with a team or you're an AD dealing with a team of coaches, you know, that whole we concept is critical. For our listeners, we're talking with Lance Loya, author, speaker, and coach. Uh, we're going to hear some more wisdom, but let's take a quick break and hear from a couple of our sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for helping sponsor the podcast. Uh, Huddle Powers Sports. Uh, they have over 180,000 teams, including the best in the world, that use their product to elevate the performance of their student-athletes and their coaches. Uh, Huddle is the complete package. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, including the Huddle Focus. We have one at our school. Uh, analytics, of course, and much, much more. And go to their website. You can browse their products. Huddle's built for every level, uh, from the youth through high school and college and even up into the professional ranks. Uh, over 6 million users, including your student athletes, your parents, and probably the colleges and universities that you're trying to get your kids uh, recruited by. Um, One billion highlight views and counting. Uh, kids are on the Huddle platform. If you're not, you should be. They have school packages 
uh, that are available. If you want to learn more, go to huddle.com and see how you can become a member of the Huddle team. We're back with Lance Loya. Lance, uh, we always like to ask our guests to share um, who are their mentors, you know, who helped uh, get you to uh, where you're at today. None of us get here on our own. So um, who are some people, maybe family members or coaches, or maybe people you've worked with or worked for? Uh, the expression I like to use is uh, I still hear those voices in my head. Yeah. So uh, whose voice do you still hear? That is, that is such a great summation you hear the voices I know people are listening on the podcast they might not see the video but I'm smiling right now and if you could see inside my heart is smiling I bet every guest you ask that question too because you know those people touch you I, I happen to believe that you know we all have our personal Mount Rushmore it's those four individuals who really had the biggest impact on our life and it's usually someone who influenced our values someone who influenced uh you know, our work ethic, someone who influenced our career path, and then someone who really who influenced um, our outlook on life. And it's, it's an interesting question because the first non adult nonfiction book I wrote was called Building Good Teammates. And the subtitle of that was the story of my Mount Rushmore, a coaching epiphany and, and that none, the coaching epiphany being that this is what we need to emphasize in youth sports, being a good teammate. Um, but my Mount Rushmore, as with a lot of the book, is a, a lot about those four people who had an impact on my life. And the, the people were uh, Dennis Gibson, who was my uh, uh, junior college coach, basketball coach. And, and Dennis is in the um, you know the NJAA uh, Hall of Fame. He's got his 800 plus career wins. I was very blessed to coach him. Just a phenomenal coach. And I know it's a cliche, but. He's even a more phenomenal person. And I really learned so much about trust and, and the value of loyalty and commitment uh, from Coach Gibson. So I was blessed to have him be a mentor. Uh, the other mentor I had was a man named Mike Burton, um, who I played for and eventually worked for uh, when I was overseas. And his name's not a household name in America, but in, you know, in British basketball, he's royalty. <laughs> he's a legend and the fact that he is not for all mike burton has done for sports in the united kingdom the fact that he has not been knighted yet is one of the great travesties of of this lifetime but uh, but mike was such a hard worker and he got so much more done than most people were able to and i really learned a lot about work ethic and the time management from from mike and then a third face uh, uh third mentor was uh tim kelly who was the athletic director who hired me for my first collegiate job. Just a tremendous boss, tremendous person. Uh, I really learned a lot about how to nurture relationships and how to treat people the right way. Um, and Tim was great at that. And then the fourth person on my, on my, on my Mount Rushmore uh, was my father. And I had a very challenging, you know, difficult relationship with my father. It eventually became a very estranged relationship with him um, but I like to think that you know we learn from from everybody who comes into our lives sometimes it's what to do sometimes it's what not to do and I think that was certainly the case with with my father uh, which is why those other mentors are so important having them in, in your life um, and a lot of lot of student athletes are just like that which is why those athletic directors and coaches or teachers are so important to them uh, then in the book I I uh, 
I, I bring a fifth face into the Mount Rushmore and it was this, this quirky 80 year old nun named uh, sister Eric Marie. Uh, she's a love sports and she's a sport fanatic and she would come to the games and, uh, uh, and she really became one of my closest friends. Um, and we just had these deep talks about life. I don't know. And all the many, many hours I talked, to, I don't think we ever talked once about religion or faith. It was always just about life. And, and one of my first interactions with, uh, with sister Eric, uh, you know, I was coaching a game and she would always come and sit right behind the bench. And one of the first games I ever coached, I didn't really know who she was. And afterwards we, our team lost and we shot terribly. And I was probably guilty of being a young coach and letting the wrong players take shots at the wrong times. I walk out of the locker room and sister's standing there waiting on me. She says, coach, God created all men equal, not all shooters. And that kind of started this, this endearing relationship I had with her. And she really, really showed me, you know, how, how you as a human being can use your talents to positively impact the lives of others. So those are kind of my main mentors. And of course, now, you know, I, I learned from a lot of people, some I don't know, like you, Jake, I learned from this podcast all the time and, and your book, The Athletic Director's Toolbox, it was fantastic. And I'm not just saying that's not a, that's not a, you know, I'm not buttering you up or anything. I really did like it. It is a wonderful reference for, uh, for leaders in, in, in sports of all levels. Um, you know, and I, I like reading George Ravelings. He's been a great mentor for me from uh, a distance. I'm a huge John Wooden fan. I read everything I can about his life. And, and uh, in fact, one of the best moments of my life, I was at a, uh, I was at a convention. I was at a, a book signing and, uh, with my books. And the person next to me was Jamal Wilkes. Now, your younger listeners probably won't know that name, but he was a, a basketball star back in the late 70s, early 80s. He, he uh, was a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. His nickname was Silk. And Silk was a part of that uh, showtime with the Lakers, with Magic Johnson and Kareem and that whole team. But Jamal had played at UCLA for John Wooden, Coach Wooden, doing a, their, their, their long run there. And Jamal happened to pick up my children's book and was leafing through it. And he got this big smile on his face. And he looked at me and closed and said, Coach Wooden would have loved this. And that was like, that's like one of the best compliments of my life. So those were my mentors. Uh, wow. What a great, uh, great collection. And, you know, love you working in the, uh, the John Wooden, uh, Jamal Wilkes, uh, originally known as Keith Wilkes back in the day. So uh, great, great stuff. Again, we're visiting with Lance Loya, author, speaker, coach, uh, and teammate expert. We're going to come back for more, but let's take another quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive uh, video score tables and video boards for helping sponsor the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days. But Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank um, Vital Signs Wall of Fame. 
You know, Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-95-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to our visit with Lance Loya. Lance, um, you've got quite an impressive um, website that um, shares the services that you provide for uh, businesses, for leaders, and uh, for our audience, athletic directors and coaches. So what I want to do um, is uh, screen share your uh, website, but just give you an opportunity to, to tell our audience, and, and I'm telling you, listeners, you know, you really need to check this out and uh, uh, find out all the things that Lance can do for you. But share with our listeners um, okay. why they uh, should be taking advantage of your services. So let me go ahead and uh, uh, do a screen share here. There we go. And uh, uh, I'm going to let Lance talk while I just kind of uh, scroll through. Okay, peruse the site, Jake. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we've mentioned social media earlier. My social media and the website in general all came about because uh, of my obsession with being the art of being a good teammate. I wanted to find ways to share my discoveries. You know, if I came across a good idea or an insight or a way you can improve something, I needed to get that information out. And that's how the social media, I started posting simple little ideas that I came across. And I started a blog and that blog following uh, my mailing list has grown exponentially far exceeded any of my uh, uh, wildest dreams and you can sign up for the blog right on the website and we send out an email a newsletter every Tuesday called teammate Tuesdays uh, you just scrolled past there I think about the good teammate quiz what a wonderful resource for coaches and athletic administrators or just team leaders in general we offer a quiz on our website so one of the hardest things about coaching or about leadership in general is broaching a difficult subject. I mean, how do you tell somebody on your team that they're being selfish without somehow compromising your relationship with them? You really have to be an established relationship. Do you reach that point? Why help accelerate, help teams accelerate that? So what you do is teams go in, you can take it as an individual and you take it all together as a team, if you'd like. But it's just a short quiz. It's a three to four minutes quiz and just ask a series of questions and at the end of the quiz, you get a score and you're what kind of a teammate you are. And what this does and the, the advantage it gives leaders is you, you the, people take the quiz. If they're a good teammate, they're going to score high on it and they're going to receive the justifiable vindication that they want. They need they need to be you know, reminded they are a good teammate. The ones who score low, which most of us score lower on the quiz than uh, we anticipate scoring. And our first reaction is always, oh, that's garbage. That's, that's ridiculous. And then they move on to stage two and they start thinking like, well, you know, I don't do that very well. You know, I could get better at that. 
then eventually move on to the third and final stage. You know what? I'm going to do better at that. I'm going to make a point to really try and improve on that. And as a coach, you go to this. Oh, you took the quiz. How'd you score? Oh, why do you think you scored low in that? You didn't score very high in, in loyalty, huh? Well, uh, what do you think you could do to improve that? It really opens up avenues for the difficult yet impactful conversations you need to have. And then you scroll down further, you came across the, uh, the Good Teammate Factory. We have an online course, and this is fabulous for teams, especially teams that are struggling. I mean, you think of an athletic director, and he, all your headaches, you're constantly putting out fires and uh, you know, plugging holes in the dike, all those little problems, and you really want to grow, but all you can do to keep up with the demands on your time is keep your, just keep your head above the water, and all you're doing is existing. You're never allowing yourself an opportunity to excel because you just don't have the time for it. Well, the reality is if you stepped back and made time, you carved out a time to work on your culture and solve those little problems, you'll move from, excel from existing to excelling. So the course, it's a, basically it, it replaces a practice. So you take a day off practice instead of going to the gym or to the field, you go into a classroom or an auditorium and you go through this course it's a series of modules that walks you through the five key behaviors of good teammates, A-L-I-V-E. You know, anybody can be a good teammate. All you have to do is be alive. And that's an acronym that stands for active, loyal, invested, viral, and empathetic. We talk about each of those and every course module has an interactive activity that's going to help your, improve your team culture. Um, and actually, Jake, right now we have a, they're running a, a special on that. So any of your listeners are interested in doing this with a team, if you go and you enter the code winter, because we're getting ready for uh, winter sports are starting up. So if you're a fall sport and your team's struggling, or if you're a winter sport and you want to set the culture, enter the code winter and uh, it gives you 50% off the already discounted price. So it's a good deal. Uh, I'm looking at your screen, you're scrolling across some of the posters, you know, we want a good culture, culture starts with environment, you can download free posters uh, that you can print off and hang around your office or your locker room, your classrooms, uh, we have the podcast or these short little um, disseminations of good teammate thoughts, they're, you know, all in that five minute range, so pop one of these on in your drive, your commute to work in the morning, and you're going to set your day up for positivity. Okay. That's the uh, Good Teammate podcast with uh, Lance Loya. They're on Apple, Spotify, Google, same carriers that uh, our podcast is on. And then the blogs, the Teammate Tuesday blogs. We come out one every week. Uh, yesterday, it was a Tuesday, and we did 20 ways to be coachable. And these are just thoughts, to, uh, ideas to make you think about well, how can I implement this and improve the quality of teammates on my team? We all, you know, we talked, there's a lot of good leadership experts and teamwork and team building experts, but I really focus on the teammate with the logic being you improve the individual teammate, teamwork and all those other issues will become byproducts of that. And, you know, they'll take care of themselves. Uh, then the books, all the books, you can all get them on my website, as well as all the, the normal book outlets. And again, uh, I personally recommend uh, the We Gear, uh, but you can see uh, uh, if you go to Lance's website, lancelawyer.com, or excuse me, coachlawyer.com, um, you can see the wide variety of books and resources. 
you can also get on the mailing list. Um, really, really valuable resource for any athletic director or coach. And uh, he's, as I mentioned, very active on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and all the other platforms. So um, very cool stuff. Lance, we're going to do this again, but uh, if one of our listeners uh, wants to reach out, um, you know, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, I'm on all the normal, usual social media outlets. You can always send me DMs there. I have all my accounts are open, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, go to our website, coachloya.com, L-O-Y-A.com. And there's a contact form on there. You can email us and uh, we get in touch with you. We're pretty good about getting back to people. In fact, we always get back to people. We try to be good teammates to, to others. Very good about getting back. I remember I was uh, very impressed with the quick response. Uh, we're going to be back and um, find out what Lance Loya is going to put in his athletic director's toolbox. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox. And like I said, we're going to find out what uh, Lance is going to put in his toolbox when we come back. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also allows you to give the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program a voice and helps to demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has on their lives and your community. Go to athleticsurveys.com and click on their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Once again, we're back with Lance Loya. Lance, this has been so cool, you know, connecting face to face. I know we've, you know, emailed and text and talked before, but uh, we're not done yet. You know, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. So, Right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Lance Loya's athletic surveys athletic director toolbox? It's good. This is such a great question. And I was thinking about, you know, I could say, well, put my book, uh, we gear in there, put the quiz and put the course in it. That'd be such a short answer. So uh, I was trying to think, what, what else can I get? What, what more? So well, I, I think those are all great tools. So we're going to assume that there's a copy those of your are in book there. and the website are in there. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. So I was thinking, you know, uh, the business community and prior to my current line of work, I didn't work a lot with corporate America. It was always just sports and the athletic, our, our little world. Uh, but I really come to appreciate how much corporate, uh, the corporate world steals from sports and they use analogies and they use the motivate all the time. But it, you know, in retrospect, 
sports doesn't really steal that much from business and we should, we need to look for the, to the business world a lot for examples. And, and I think it was a good one, especially for a new athletic director, because there's such a big difference between making a, making a decision versus making a suggestion. So, you know, almost every company I, I've successful company I've come across, they always have some sort of, um, you know, a, a hierarchy of priorities or their hierarchy of standards. Um, you know, we, we, I mentioned Disney earlier in the broadcast. In the podcast. Um, Disney has what I think they call their, their quality service cycle, their quality service standards. And it's basically, you know, that yes, every company's there to make business, but there's a model to it. And they, they have, there's four, four parts to their, their standards. It's their safety, courtesy, show, and efficiency. Safety being that of their their guests and employees. Courtesy is how they treat their guests and employees. Show is the, uh, the performance they put on and how they, it's the wow factor to what they do. And then efficiency is how their operations work. Um, you know, they don't want people coming there and waiting in line too long because it ruins their experience. It, you know, now those are all four, good, but there's a hierarchy to them. They prioritize those. Safety comes first, then courtesy, then show and efficiency. Now you think about it, there can be a conflict between your priorities. So if you have them laid out and prioritize them, you default, you make your decision-making easier. So from Disney perspective, say you, you want to keep your rides running smoothly and they're on schedule, but what happens if you have someone who comes up in a wheelchair or with a cane or a walker? Well, you've got to slow that ride down, slow that line down to get them safely on there, safety trumps. Or what happens if, you know, test track is a great ride. Everybody likes to go to Epcot and ride test track. But what happens if it's lightning outside? That ride is no longer safety and it shuts down. That's the end of the discussion. So how this translates to athletics, think of what you want out of your athletic department. Is it to uh, win championships? Is it to get student athletes college scholarships? Is it to give them this, uh, you know, whole, you know, quality of experience? Is it to provide entertainment to your, uh, you know, to your school and your community? All of those things may be the case. Which one's most important? And then prioritize. You only need like three or four of those. And if you prioritize them, well, suddenly your decision-making, you, you ease that burden a little bit. So you have, you know, if, uh, you know, you have a muddy field, well, if safety is your priority, then you're not worried whether or not that gives you an advantage or disadvantage for Friday night's game because safety trumps that. Or if you have, you know, if you're, if you're trying to say you're, you want a, a holistic experience for your student athletes and you've got a coach though maybe she's winning championships or he's winning banners but they're only playing their top five or six athletes are they really providing those kids a quality experience and if they're never doing anything outside of the playing field there's no team bonding experience are they really and and you look at it that way they're probably failing so and you you take those priorities so i'd say my first tool jake is that hierarchy of priorities. So that's tool number one. Tool number two, now very closely related to that, I would say you need some, some means, some metrics of, of measuring the uh, evaluating the student athlete experience. And you know, I have a firm believer that you know, not everything that measures counts, not everything that can be counted, uh, what's the expression? Not everything that counts can be measured, not everything that is measured counts. And I believe that. Uh, but, you know, I got to believe at some point, somebody on your show, one of your administrators, athletic director said, document, document, document. That's like 
administration leadership 101. Well, you want to do your best to try and document. So if you can provide an end of the season survey to your student athletes and get their gauge, the kind of experience they had, uh, and don't do it right after the last game of the season, give it a couple of weeks and bring them in and, and evaluate and look at it, see what they have to say, ask questions. Is my coach supporting my academic needs? Is my coach in tune uh, with my social needs? Is my coach helping me develop my athletic skills? And you ask those questions. There's always going to be the anomaly. There's some coach or parent who had a bad experience and didn't get clashed with their coach. There's always going to be somebody that the coach could do no wrong in their eyes. So as an administrator, you're looking for those trends and you start seeing the same things pop up over and over. That sends off a red flag. And maybe that's something, you know, I don't like my coach's language. I don't like the coach talking to me and swearing at me. Well, then maybe that's something you need to address with your coach, uh, your staff. But the other thing it does in terms of document, sometimes you have a, you as an athletic administrator, you know, your coach is giving those student athletes a quality experience. She cares about them. He's taking them to do off court things, but for whatever reason, they're just showing up, they're coming up short in a win loss call. And the boosters, the alumni, maybe your superiors are on you about that. Well, this survey, you go to those people and say, look, I know they're coming up short, but look at these student athletes. They adore her. They are having a great quality experience. And that's what we're trying to give our student athletes. So that provides you maybe the fodder you need to protect your staff members, uh, be a good teammate to them. And then third, uh, all right, so convert your support staff into teammates. I'm talking about your custodians here, maybe it's uh, the business people, the accounting people, or the, the secretaries, whoever it is. But you think, you know, you can have the best culture laid out, you can have all of the, the best hires in the world, the best equipment, the best facilities, and one underappreciated custodian will derail the whole operation. Now, you know, people often say, and, I, and this one just it grates on me when I hear it, they say, well, I hook him up with some gear. I hook them up with gear. That's nice, but you're doing yourself a disservice if that's all you're doing, you know. Uh, you know, uh, the great Chuck Knoll, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach from the, the 70s and 80s, had it a saying that um, the, the mercenaries will always defeat the draftees, but the volunteers will crush them both. Now, if you're hooking your custodians up with gear and that's all you're doing, you're, you're making them mercenaries. And they're helping you now, as long as you're hooking them up but you want them to become volunteers. You want to bring them into the fold and make them feel as if they are part of the team and make them part of the team. So invite them to your, your end of season banquets, invite them to your pregame dinners. Now include them in those team athletic functions. And pretty soon they feel like, yeah, I'm part of the team too. And they, they stop being just interested in the team and they start being invested in the team. And then, you know, if one un uh, appreciated custodian can derail the hop whole operation, I assure you, one invested custodian can save the day and really be there when you need them the most because you've made them into a good teammate. So there's my three tools, Jake. Wow. Great, great stuff. Uh, I love the, uh, the comment about, you know, not everything that uh, matters, you know, can be counted and, and not everything that you count matters. And again, you, you really can't overestimate the impact 
of nurturing and developing, you know, those very important support people that you mentioned uh, as part of that family, as part of that uh, team. Great stuff. Okay. Uh, Lance Lee, one more time, uh, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and folks, you better do this. Uh, it's a great resource. What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, easiest way, you can social media, you can send me direct messages. Uh, it's just easiest way is Google my name, Lance Loya, and all those resources are going to pop. Technology is great, you know, for that. Uh, but I'm Twitter, it's at Coach uh, Lance Loya, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we just started a, a new Instagram account, so it's fairly new. So go and follow us and help us grow that. Uh, uh, you can also get us on the website, coachloya.com. And if you, uh, you know, your podcast, Jake, does so great with, uh, you know, the, the national associations and the state associations. Uh, if you're a member, or you're connected to that, please, please, please reach out to me because I, I got in all this, this whole adventure I'm on is so that I can share this good teammate message and really make a difference in the world. So if I can reach out, I can get to you. I can get those listeners. If we can impact the coaches, well, the impact will be exponential. And then finally, the Wii gear. Go buy the Wii gear. Gift it to your coaches at Christmas time. Uh, now that coaches, you're painting your side and driving you nuts. Give them that book. It might just change them. I was, uh, you know, Lance was smiling. I was trying to get the Wii gear up in my screen here. So those of you uh, watching this on YouTube, <laughs> you can see a great resource along with all the other information available at uh, CoachLay.com. Lance. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. All the best uh, moving forward. Yes, Jake, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I look forward to more. Okay. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Uh, come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD we also want to give a shout out to uh, Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider, schools and colleges. You can get more information at hometownticketing.com. Thanks for listening again. Come back next time.